It's Sunday morning. Time for some jazz. Five songs, five stories, five artists. It's a beautiful Sunday in the nation's capital of Canada, Ottawa, Ontario. Going to be a high of about 28 degrees today. Some nice sunshine to enjoy on this uh, glorious Father's Day, the day after Juneteenth. I would have liked to have had time yesterday to put together a Juneteenth show. Unfortunately, schedule did not permit. Life can be quite busy at times, as I'm sure you can understand. As we are slowly moving out of the pandemic and the lockdown is ending, everything is slowly getting back to the new normal. Now, what is the new normal? Well, it kind of remains to be seen, but everybody is wearing masks and keeping distances, so life is never going to be the same again, but let's face it, in many respects, that's a good thing. The old system was quite broken, and we discovered that with the social safety net that was expanded during the pandemic. So, I will not wax philosophically or poetically about politics, because that is not what this show is about. I have a whole separate show for that. Today, it's all about the jazz. And I have um, a cut from the 2011 release from the album Perseverance by Phil Rainland with uh, Henry Franklin and Big Black. This is the very first cut off the record. And it's, uh, well, for a trombonist, it really does make you think of Miles Davis. You'll just have to have a listen and enjoy this spectacular cut. This is In Search of the One from Phil Rainland. Thank you. 
Silver England with Henry Franklin and Big Black in Search of the One. Now, that particular record, as I said, very reminiscent of Miles Davis, which is unique for a trombonist, because Miles was a trumpeter. Of course, Phil Rainland has been on the scene for a very long time. He was born in 1939, and he's a jazz and experimental trombonist. He's recorded with a lot of artists. Um, as, as a band leader, he only has about a dozen albums out. But as a sideman, he's recorded with the great Freddie Hubbard. And uh, believe it or not, he recorded with the Red Hot Chili Peppers back in 1984. So yeah, he's been around for a little while now. And as I said, he's uh, kind of a unique individual. He's recorded with Stevie Wonder and Wendell Harrison as well. Very much avant-garde jazz. But that particular cut you just heard... Definitely owed to the late great Miles Davis. You could, uh, you could actually say that. I guess. Well, it's um, it, it's similar to um, sketches of Spain, kind of a riff on sketches of Spain from Miles. You could even call the uh, track "Echoes of Miles." It's not that he, you know, he's, it's not that he's copying Miles' music, but he's playing with such restrained elegance that it uh, is very reminiscent of uh, Miles. Okay. So, as I mentioned earlier, it is uh, June twentieth, Father's Day. Uh, June Juneteenth, of course, was yesterday. For those of you who don't know what Juneteenth is, it's a celebration of the end of slavery, and uh, you can do some research on it. There's a lot of Articles written about it. It was not widely known about outside of largely African American uh, culture in North America until about 2020. Now, I did learn about it back in about, I think it was 2017 or 2018, when it, the first time I had ever heard of it. So I did look into it a little bit. It was not uh, something, again, that was ever taught in school and, and should be, should be part of everybody's curriculum. Celebration of the end of slavery. I can't get too deeply into it because it, I mean, it's not connected to my culture. Um, I'm a skinny white kid in Canada. Not to say that there was never slavery in Canada. There certainly was. It was done away with a long time ago, though. Back when we were a British colony. But we have also have our uh, terrible marks upon our nation and the way we've treated our First Nations and Indigenous peoples over the centuries. 500 years of colonization has done some terrible things to that community. And again, not trying to get political here. I do have a separate podcast for that. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, so on and so forth. It is widely available. So for those of you who are celebrating Father's Day today, I hope you have a wonderful Father's Day. I'll be going to see mine a little bit later. And then to celebrate Father's Day, I'll be driving him down to City Hall here in Ottawa so he can get his second Moderna shot. He will be fully vaxxed. My mother was able to get her second shot just about two weeks ago, so now she's completely in the clear, and my father soon will be, as life slowly gets back to normal here in Canada. Again, a new normal. We'll fix what was broken. Or at least, I want to. I can't speak for anybody but myself. So, if I'm going to 
start this day off right. I always have to start it with a hot cup of coffee, which I do have in my right hand. And I'm just going to take a quick sip here. Bear with me. Ah, yes. Nothing quite like that first sip of the first cup of coffee of the day. Brewed a pot of Balzac's Dark Roast. Balzac, of course, is a... Uh, well, he was a legendary uh, French um, philosopher, amongst other things, but the company named itself after them, after the uh, individual due to the fact that he loved coffee. And Balzac's Coffee is a Canadian coffee roaster in Ancaster, Ontario. Great product. Not the cheapest, mind you, but I quite like it. I'm also a big fan of the Happy Goat, which is a local roaster. But I uh, completely ran out, so I'll, uh, I'll pick up a, a bag of ha uh, a Happy Goat coffee later today because uh, I'm about to run out of the Balzacs. So I'm, I guess I'm, I'm kind of giving shout-outs to companies that I, I actually like and care about, local companies. Although, again, Ancaster's not local, but they are Canadian. They are right here in Ontario, so I will give them the respect that they deserve because they have a wonderful product. I am a big fan of the Happy Goat uh, chain of coffee roasters. Uh, they have a coffee shop right over here the corner of uh, Elgin and Waverly Street. And my goodness gracious, such a chill environment. Now, unfortunately, we've not been able to enjoy their coffee indoors, but uh, that should change sometime in the very near future. We can go back to living life like we once knew. Now, Sunday morning wouldn't be a Sunday without a toasted cinnamon raisin bagel and I don't have any left so <laughs> I toasted a sesame bagel from Kettleman's Bagels over on uh, Bank Street and sprinkled it with cinnamon because I'm out of cream cheese so no raisins but cinnamon for sure and a hot cup of coffee great way to start the morning okay for our next cut an hour um, an hour that's you the listener and me the speaker, I'm going to play you an earlier version of a song that uh, was featured on a record later on. So it's somewhat somewhat complicated. The, the title of this track is What Goes Around, and it was from the um, 2001 uh, release. It was released August 21st, 2001, from the album Not For Nothing by the Dave Holland Quintet. It was recorded in September of 2000, but uh, it was sat on the shelf for almost an entire year before it was finally released. This is his uh, 13th re uh, release on the ECM record label. And it was a third featuring uh, the current uh, working quintet. Now, his follow-up album was titled um, What Goes Around, which is unique because the track I'm about to play is titled What Goes Around. So the recording you're about to hear is the original version. Clocks in at about uh, 13 and a half minutes, I think, somewhere in that neighborhood. Let me just check the uh, note here. It's uh, 13 minutes and 5 seconds. I'm sorry, I apologize. And it's, uh, he re-recorded it and recorded a significantly longer version at 17 minutes and 18 seconds for his follow-up album, What Goes Around. Now that was, of course, with the uh, big band. But this is the quintet recording you're about to hear. Anyway, from uh, transplanted Brit, Dave Holland, who's lived in uh, the United States for, I think, almost 40 years now, from the album Not For Nothing, in, uh, released in August of 2001, 
This is What Goes Around.
goes around from the Dave Holland Quintet from the album Not For Nothing. Recorded in uh, September of 2000 and released August 21st, 2001. From Wolverhampton, Staffordshire in England. Double bassist, composer, band leader, and all-around good guy, I'm told. Dave Holland. That's the Dave Holland Quintet from the album Not For Nothing. Okay, so, changing gears a little bit, not a tremendous amount, just a little bit, I want to play, and I'm going to, I really do have to learn how to <laughs> change my wants to just going to do it. Maybe that's a um, ever so polite Canadian thing. I'm almost asking for permission to play a song that is on my show. <laughs> oh, well. I guess being polite is okay. I don't have a problem with it. I don't imagine you would either. From um, a gentleman who is basically at the forefront of Italian jazz. This is um, Enrico Rava. Now, he is 81. He'll be uh, 82 in August of this year. Italian jazz trumpeter. He started on the trombone, and uh, then he changed to trumpet when he uh, first heard Miles Davis play, as it was, well... Absolutely life-changing for him. Throughout the 70s and 80s, he recorded with a literal who's who of jazz and avant-garde jazz. I mean, Pat Metheny, uh, Michelle Petrucciani, wow, I stumbled over that one, Joe Henderson, Joe Lovano, Gil Evans, just to name a couple. As a band leader, he has about 50 albums, some uh, Italian-titled, some English-titled, and a little bit all over the place. First record was recorded in 1972. His first uh, appearance on a recording was in 1970 as a sideman with uh, the band called uh, Gas Mask. He's also recorded with the Global Unity Orchestra, Steve Lacey, Roswell Rudd, and hundreds of others. The man has got about 500 recordings to his name as either um, band leader, chief composer, or sideman. As I said, after hearing Miles Davis, his life changed. He was awarded an honorary doctorate of music from the Berkeley College of Music. The 20th anniversary of jazz, jazz, jazz education at the Umbria Jazz Festival in uh, Perugia, Perugia, Italy. Very highly decorated and respected and revered individual from his... Uh, this album was recorded in 2003 and released in 2004. Basically four and a half to five stars all the way around from every reviewer at the time. This composition is titled Sand from Enrico Rava.
jazz musician, trumpet player from uh, Italy. He single, almost single-handedly brought Italian jazz to uh, international attention. Now, he started out, as I stated earlier, playing the trombone. He was mostly playing in the Dixieland style, but uh, after he heard Miles Davis, he became a trumpet player and embraced the modern style of jazz. Now, he's recorded with uh, Chet Baker, uh, Rashid Ali, number of other artists that you might not be familiar with, basically a who's who of Italian jazz. But in 2012, he kind of made a sharp left turn and recorded an album titled On the Dance Floor. And it was uh, his interpretation of Michael Jackson's music, which, oddly enough, he wasn't truly entirely familiar with until uh, after Michael Jackson had died. He... he um, created the album as a tribute to uh, what he considers the late singer's contribution to uh, 20th century music as uh, one of the greatest uh, pop stars in history. And, like, I mean, nobody can truly deny that. He was one of the biggest selling artists of all time. And his influence, of course, has been felt for decades since the album Thriller. Well, actually, if you go back to Off the Wall, his first solo album, which sold about 25 million copies, I think, so Michael Jackson, of course, influencing everybody, including a significantly older jazz trumpeter from Italy. Six degrees of separation, perhaps? I don't know. Either way, the influence is far and wide. So I have two more tracks for you today. I realize I've been babbling incessantly, so you're going to get a few extra minutes over the norm. A little bit more than 60 minutes because these next two songs, uh, well, they've got a few minutes into them. This track, um, it was originally recorded in 1965. It was for the album Jackknife from Jackie McLean, but it wasn't released until 1975. As I've told you in the past, if you've been listening to this show for some time, Jackie McLean recorded hundreds of albums and hundreds of uh, compositions throughout the 60s when he no longer had his cabaret license. He couldn't perform live, so he just recorded. So this record sat around for a long time until they finally put it together. It was released, uh, re-released in 2002. The original record was recorded um, and released in 1975, recorded in 65, the first five tracks, and then uh, there were five additional tracks recorded in 1966, but the entire record, as I said, wasn't actually fully released until uh, 1975. So this is from the re-released, re, re re <laughs> remastered, my apologies, remastered edition of the, re the album Jackknife. This, is, um, this was the first cut on the record, clocking in at 12 minutes and 34 seconds, so relax and enjoy. On the Nile, the remastered edition by Jackie McLean. <laughs> ¶¶ 
the late great Jackie McLean from the remastered, re-released in 2002, Jackknife. Now that composition was titled On the Nile. Like I said, it was originally recorded in 1965 and didn't see the light of day until 1975. Of course, what you just heard was the remaster from 2002. Okay, so I have one more uh, composition for you today. Uh, this one goes back to 1994, so it's 27 years ago. It was released in March of 94. Or sorry, May of 94, re- uh, recorded in March, so it was a quick release. This is from uh, jazz saxophonist Joshua Redman from the album Joshua Redman Quartet, Mood Swing. Now, this uh, particular quartet recorded this and did not release anything again. <laughs> anything else, I should say, terribly sorry, until almost 26 years later in in 2020. So two albums by the Joshua Redman Quartet with the same lineup. Uh, Brad Maldow on piano, Christian McBride on acoustic bass, Brian Blade on drums. So without any further ado, as we are well past the one hour mark today, and we're going to go a little bit more than that because this track comes in at 11 minutes and change, This is Rejoice from the Joshua Redman Quartet. Mm-hmm. 
Joshua Redman Quartet with Rejoice. Absolutely brilliant player. Generation X's favorite sax man. Now, uh, Joshua was pretty much destined for musical greatness as his father is the uh, late great Dewey Redman, um, who's an avant-garde free jazz player, recorded with the likes of Ornette Coleman and Keith Jarrett. Alto sax player, amongst other things, but recorded with hundreds of um, artists over the decades, going back uh, as a band leader in 1966, till he passed away in uh, 2006 at the age of 75. He also played the clarinet, so again, Joshua was pretty much destined to be a musician. Without question, a spectacular player. This was from his uh, fourth album at the time, in 1994, when this was released. And it was re-released on vinyl in 2009. And if you are a vinyl hound like I am, you want to seek it out for the sonic clarity. Now, Joshua was recorded with a literal who's who of music. I mean a literal who's who. Dave Brubeck, Chick Corea, the Dave Matthews Band, Bill Frizzle, Herbie Hancock, Roy Haynes, Big Daddy Kane, Quincy Jones, Yo-Yo Ma, DJ Logic, Joe Lovano, Brantford Marsalis, Toots Thielmans, Us Three, and Stevie Wonder, just to name a few. The man is a prolific recording artist, and as he is only a year younger than me at the age of 52, he turned 52 in February of this year, I expect to hear a great deal of music from Mr. Redman for the next uh, four or five decades, hopefully. Wishful thinking, perhaps, but nevertheless. I plan on sticking around that long. How about you? <laughs> okay. That's all we've got for today. Um, I did run a little bit over time, and I apologize if uh, an, another uh, few minutes was uh, a little bit more than you were willing to take, but uh, sometimes I just have more to give you than I can normally do in, in the 60-minute time period. So, until we meet again, my friends, I'll have another jazz f- show for you next Sunday. And uh, I've revamped and rewritten my four-hour, four-hour-plus main show, the pop music show, as I uh, didn't like the direction it was going in so I, I scrapped it all together, and uh, Volume 89 will be, um, I'll be recording that over the next few days as I've written a whole new show, new lineup of music, new artists, new ideas. So I hope you have a wonderful Father's Day, and enjoy your Sunday. I'll see you next week. Take care. <laughs>